Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Chairman Mao. Jamie Howe. Ho Chi Minh. Asif Din. Vaslav Havel. Graham Savel. No Surrender. Good morning, good afternoon, good dawn, good dusk, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Gorilla Cricket Review of the Year, Part 2. And Happy Christmas, or Bar Humbug, uh, depending on your approach to the holiday season. Uh, but we're glad to have you along. It's been a hell of a year aboard the good ship Gorilla. We've infiltrated the TMS box at Lord's. Commentated on two tied games in less than a month. And back in that heady late Irish spring, as you'll hear later, we've been an official test match broadcaster. In all, we've commentated on pretty much every test nation and one or two that aren't necessarily test nations. Uh, we've uh, also been to, uh, uh, to Gorilla South Africa, who've uh, come on board and covered South Africa and Zimbabwe as well, and more of that uh, in the new year. Which other radio station has done 130 days of cricket broadcasting with all these different uh, teams involved? I don't know. Anyway, I am Gorilla Hendo, Nigel Henderson, and joined for the second part of this uh, look back over the last 12 months or so, um, I have uh, the great wisdom that is Tony Bishop One. Hello, Hendo. Hello there. How are you doing? And I have Tim Part, occasional gorilla, and the... Uh, guru of the Broken <laughs> Wicket podcast, which uh, you'll often hear the incredible loud tones of Ed Benson upon. It's, it does sometimes happen. It's all always a little bit worrying. Does he use a microphone or does he just I don't think he needs to. I think from about 20 <laughs> feet, yes. Okay. Or, or even all the way from Toronto. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get underway. Let's talk about uh, what's been going on in this uh, wonderful cricket year that we have uh, uh, are just about to put behind us. And Tony, well, it's... It started sort of, I guess, in, in May for you, didn't it, really, early May, when you got to speak to one of your great heroes as a Middlesex fan, uh, one of the spearheads of the Irish attack. It was uh, Tim Murta. Tell us about that. Uh, indeed it was. Um, I hunted him down, actually, in Sussex. 
So mm-hmm. I went. I drove to Sussex. I had to do it over two days, including a three and a half hour traffic jam at Peas Pottage Services, uh, courtesy it's of got to be done, isn't it? Courtesy of a of a car boot sale that had decided to use the, the service station. Uh, he couldn't see me the first day, sadly, but he could the second day. So um, not only did I get to meet him, I got to meet John Snow, which uh, was talking of bowling greats. And also um, have a beer with uh, Jason Gillespie. So it was a very interesting evening. Wow. You yeah. you, 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 are dropping, you are dropping more names <laughs> than Katie Walker oh, used to. I was it. hobnobbing, to be fair. But, um, yeah, he was... Um, obviously, he was, he was just starting to get fired up for it. And, um, you know, I remember he'd, one of the things he'd said was um, he, he really wanted to make his first ball th- something really special. Uh, and then, in reality served up a floaty half volley. <laughs> which, yes, I seem which, to remember that. Which was completely not not, not what he had in mind. Um, but he, he'd said a couple of other things as well. You know, in 2000, he had bowled um, to Imam, uh, to uh, Mahat. Yeah. And he said, well, wouldn't it be great to get his cousin? And uh, lo and behold, he actually did as uh, his first test wicket. So that was, that was pretty special for him. Um, but I think generally, I, I, you know, one can talk about the... Ireland experience, and I know we all have, mm. um, but for me, it, it, I sort of felt, you know, hunting hunting a player down to it for at a county game to talk about a forthcoming test match. Of, on a personal level, that was a bit. I sort of felt like, well, I'm a proper reporter now. <laughs> <laughs> it came was, late oh, in the day for you, didn't it? This was, this, was, this was absolutely the real thing. Did and you stand in the corridor and block his way? Well, I didn't. No, no, no. Uh, but I had, I had been quite persistent with him, and he was, utter, he was, to his credit, he was utterly charming, and we, we had a, we had a really nice conversation in, in the, the cricketers' pub, and um, yeah, he was, he was open, he was forthcoming, he was um, massively excited. He taught me, told me all about how he'd. Uh, Come by way of Ireland, and how Ed Joyce has kind of, had kind of opened up the opportunity for mm. him, and 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 how it all went from there. And um, even then, just when we got to Ireland, you know, just I walk out on the pitch, and first second morning, obviously we walked on the pitch w- with umbrellas for all the first well, day. yes, that's true. Um, and you know, he w- Tim Tim Hurst walked over and he went, "Hi, Tony, how are you doing?" You know, and I wished him out. And it, he it remembered like, you. What some from well, of course uh, he did. What some Hendo from four days you before? What you trying to say, Hendo? <laughs> <laughs> I never expect anyone to remember but all me. Of that, so. All of that, to be fair, just felt like it was. It was an occasion that was special. It was a player who had a reason for it to be special. Because let's be fair, he, he is the, he is in the twilight of a career at 36, or, or, or I think he may even be 37 now. Sorry, Tim, if you're listening. Um, I'm sure he is, because I know that you're, were, you're on here, so <laughs> there, he will be watching, so won't many, he? <laughs> there were so many... Well, absolutely. He, he, he follows my every move. So um, there were so many reasons to make that special. For me, the, that Middlesex collection and uh, connection, and I think we might even have a jingle which, inv- was, which doubles up the Middlesex connection, because it was, it was my dream wicket, which was Bold Murta caught Sterling, and it happened. Let's have a listen. Tim Murta in once again over the wicket. This is yeah, <laughs> it's been caught by Paul Sterling at first slip, and Pakistan are two for one. Ah, oh, wonderful memories, wonderful memories. Well, of course, that was um, that was memorable for you, not just for the interview with Tim Murta, but also being at, at uh, Malahide. Uh, Tim, you mm. weren't at Malahide, but right. um, 
one of your highlights of the year is the fact of Violin getting test uh, status in the first place. Tell us yeah. a bit more about that. Well, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's great for Gurida Cricket you know, to, to get mm. the rights and, and, and push us uh, you know, further on. Um, for me, it's more of a, a structural thing about cricket in, in an age when uh, the, the World Cup is shrinking and it's harder to get in the fold. Uh, it's great that we're welcoming new nations into test match cricket. Um, and, you know, I think Afghanistan are set up to do pretty well. They've got lots of people who are uh, naturalised citizens you know, abroad and they can rely on that. But Ireland, is, that's really good. You know, it's a, a small nation and perhaps the for all the Irish diaspora, it's perhaps not the greatest cricketing diaspora in the world. So it'd be really interesting to see how they how they go. But and don't I, the Irish yeah. support uh, their, their team at anything, anywhere, well, don't they? Well, absolutely. Everyone's favourite second team mm. uh, as well. So I, I just think it's a, a rare moment of of unconstrained joy in the ICC doing something right for Do us. you feel, though, I mean, just to sort of put a slightly sour note yeah. into, into the input proceedings, uh, the fact that they've only been offered a four-day test at Lords against England next summer, does that stick in the core a little bit? Yes, it does a little bit. Um, I, I think, you know, one of the, the things that cricket wrestles with on a regular basis is commercialism versus, you know, being true, true to your roots. So um, while I think it would have been nice to get a five-day, I think, you know, but... You don't want to to sell them short and uh, and you know offer them four days necessarily, but um, you've got to do what's best for the game at the same time. Yes, indeed. Um, well, we we didn't see uh, one of the great spin bowlers that we expected to see in that Test match because of injury. Yasir Shah, of course, was missing. We uh, Shadab Khan, of course, did play. Um, but spin bowling is something that's uh, really caught your eye this year, Tony, isn't it? As well, um, it's like it's it's like having a renaissance, really. Um, I, I think it has, and and. Um that sort of came very much into focus for me clearly in the Sri Lanka test when we had Rashid and we had Moen Ali and we had of course Jack Leach um, with the occasional spinner Joe Root and the number of wickets that, that went to spin and and I'd felt that that you know if going over to Sri Lanka and, and fighting fire with fire <laughs> and doing it so successfully to me to me was really interesting in its own right um but it, th then I noticed that this weekend there was a whole article by Simon Wilde in the mm. Sunday Times, and, and he backed up what had been like a general feeling for me with some really interesting stats. So I think up until the weekend, uh, 621 wickets have been taken in test cricket mm -hmm. to spin this year at a strike rate of just over 57. Um, that may not mean anything until you think that's the best strike rate for spin bowling since 1922. That's that incredible. That's a pretty impressive. So we're talking almost a century. We're yeah. talking almost a century. That's a pretty impressive statistic. The average um, that they fell at was uh, just over 21. What 29.7? That's the fourth best of all time. So I think there's a combination of things going on, and I think I think that teams certainly, you know, the old adage that if you travel away, you're going to get beaten mm. and you'll win at home, and we win at home because we deploy our seam bowlers in in overhead conditions on green tops yes and uh, india and sri lanka will win and their grounds because they will they they're, they're better adept at, at spin bowling and it's not just england you see i think if you look at um new zealand recently and and when they went to uh, play in the uae mm. there was a uh, patel and somerville both of whom took took wickets to, to help them win an away series against a team more traditionally deploying spin at home in more spin friendly conditions and doing it successfully so i think i think genuinely the feeling that and I, I, probably the final thing is is it's a joy to watch when it mm. works you know it's hard work for batsmen but england found a way you know they they found a way to getting their their, their feet forward they uh, the, the, the use of the 
of, of, of the sweep shot and the reverse sweep shot, which we saw so much in Sri Lanka, mm. was brought about by a need to find a way mm. in difficult conditions. Yeah. So it made for a different pace of cricket. Do you think, though, that... Um that perhaps the, the Sri Lankan spinners weren't as skilled as some of their predecessors. I mean, we okay, we had Harath in the first first test. Um, Dilrawan bowled um, extremely well. Um, would England be able to replicate that in India now with 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 the spin lineup that they've got, Tim? Yeah, I, I think they would actually. I think if you look at the way that uh, analytics come on and the way they prepare for tests, um, they're certainly. Uh, uh, I know the ECB have these amazing iPads that I have to call up every single ball. Yeah. bowled by an international bowler over the last however many years. So I don't think it's for lack of preparation. So I, I do believe that they can do it again. I think you know part of the surprise of Sri Lanka might have been that um, you know they've not played against them before. And to a certain extent, uh, the, the Indian bowlers will be more familiar. So yeah, I, I'm actually quite positive about that. I suppose one of the things that happened this season and one, one of the uh, that brought spin bowling back to the forefront of people's minds was... Um, the fact that Adil Rashid, who'd uh, lost his red ball contract, had gone to white ball only, suddenly gets called back into the test team, test team based, uh, I guess, around a fantastic ball that he bowled to Virat Kohli in one of the one-dayers and, and bowled him. And then later, I suppose, secured his, his uh, place on the plane to Sri Lanka with a, another uh, wonderful wicket when he got rid of um, KL Rahul at, um, at the Oval. Uh, let's just have a listen to that. Not so sure about Rahul. I mean... Ideally, England will let him have a single almost and uh, have another go at Pant, I would think. But also be interested to see what, how much more bounce or whatever he gets with the new ball. Well, he's staying around the wickets to... Uh, oh, oh, what a ball! ball. Him. What, what a ball, ball by Adil Rashid! Oh, that was, was 1S! That has flicked off uh, Rahul's off bail after uh, pitching about a foot and a half outside leg stump. And that could be the end of... Uh, India's hopes of pulling off Whoa. a magnificent victory. I didn't even give it enough credit. That is more than a foot. That is nearer two feet outside the leg stump. It has turned across him. He's played for it and he cannot believe that it has just flicked the off bail. If you can now turn to me and say that Adil Rashid was not worthy of recall, he's done nothing in this test series. What a delivery that was. Rahul goes for 149. What an innings. Yeah, it was a great innings by Kale Rahula. Got 140-odd in, in that game, and uh, India might have even uh, uh, cracked that if they'd uh, if he'd kept going. So it was a crucial wicket at a crucial time from Adil Rashid. Um, but we go back. I mean, earlier in that uh, series, we talked about Lords, and Adil Rashid did nothing but sort of patrol around at long length he, for, he, for, he for most of the uh, five days. The thanks for coming award. He did basically, First time didn't since he? Gareth Batty in two thousand and five, I believe. So, do you think? I mean, it's, I, I wonder if it's the the role that luck plays sometimes, or just the thin margins that there are. That if he hadn't been brought back, there was all that controversy when uh, Ed Smith announced him, wasn't there? I mean, lots of people were saying, "We're not going to play for Yorkshire." Uh, mainly Yorkshire people, of course. Yeah. Um, then you. you you can't play for England. He's not going to play f uh, four or five day cricket. Um, but in the end, he's come good. He hasn't always, you know, ripped through teams. But he's he's proved his worth, hasn't he? But I think there's a psychology involved there as well because um, instead of having to be the sole leggy, mm. but and and you know, with the, with all the pressure, then we know he can. He's expensive. He can mm. be expensive. Um, but put him in a gang of three. With surrounding with uh, Mo and Ali, he's more wicket to wicket and quite 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 floaty, and yeah. so you know a craftsman who's actually learnt his spinning skills on a wicket more conducive perhaps to spin than other county county wickets. Um, all of a sudden, he's part of an attack of three, mm. 
that takes some of the pressure off him. And I think I think being able to operate with that freedom, you know, if you look at that Sri Lanka series, and, uh, and you know, to go back to your point about how Sri, uh, Sri Lanka, mm. probably not as consistent. But you look at the leading wicket-taker for the series was Dilaran Pereira. Mm. Akhila Dunanjaya took a fiver, but he was also expensive. And yeah. also lost his place because he had to go and, and have his uh, action yeah. looked at. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed, <laughs> having taken five with yes, exactly. he did. Yes, exactly. So I'm keen to see, the, see how that pans out. But, but you know, I think I think 42% this year of, we, of all bo overs bowled in Test cricket were bowled by spin. Mm. I think that is massively good for the game because it brings a new challenge and a new dimension. And if you live in and watch a lot of your cricket in the UK and you're used to watching games in April where no one plays spin bowlers because they just look up, they see the overcast conditions, they look down and they see a green wicket and they bring on the, the, the medium pace trundlers. It, it's, it's a dimension of the game that needs nurturing and growing and, and it has been and that to me is just very exciting. Yeah, it is. I mean, Tim, you were going to say something. Yeah, well, I, you know, uh, Adil Rashid is the uh, uh, currently, I believe, the, the highest wicket taker across all three formats in international cricket this year. So he's obviously got the quality. I just wish that Joey would trust him a bit more. Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it almost it almost looked as if it, it had taken him till that final test in Sri Lanka before yeah. Joe Root would actually put his arm around him and, and, and seem to want to be in his company in a strange way. Exactly. All right. It's a great story. I'm really glad. I always find myself rooting for him, not least because he, uh, I, you know, I've several times turned into a, a 900 wicket taker and international cricket captain <laughs> computer game. But <laughs> only, uh, yes, not very realistic, obviously. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's a strange situation, but uh, Ed Smith clearly has some some stats in that man bag he carries around all the time. <laughs> uh, so who knows what's in there? He's no actually way. got There's James. No way to talk about James. I've got to say that's where. He <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Ed yeah. Smith and his uh, amusing sidekick. Um, now, one thing that uh, uh, Gorilla Cricket did for the first time this year was um, to commentate on the Asia Cup, uh, which was held in the um, UAE. Um, we hadn't done this this before, but we had recently picked up uh, good listenership through our um, link with Crick Tracker in India, and uh, we did I think the the last six games of that tournament, and I think in the penultimate game we saw India against Afghanistan. I don't think Afghanistan could actually get through at that point, but we saw a wonderful game, and we saw a wonderful innings from this man. This isn't just another Afghan cricketer. All-new Mohammad Shazad, with class-leading power and a three-ton towing capacity. There's never been so much innovation in a cricketer. Mohammad Shazad gets the tough jobs done. He does indeed. He's got a wonderful hundred in that game. And, and, and of course, he's, I suppose people like him because he doesn't look like a cricketer. He's uh, got a bit of a tummy, like all of us, or most of us. Well, no, you and me. Us, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> maybe not so much, Tim. But no, no, uh, oh, definitely. Oh, 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 you're doing it. You're yeah. hiding it well. Yeah. Um, but um, that was an interesting tournament for us to do, and and it was something that was another highlight of your year, Tony. Uh, it was a highlight of my year because um, the number of lists is not always about volume. I realise mm. that, but but um, I think we, we we tipped a million listeners during that competition, and and that in itself was just phenomenal just to really you can become very insular in life can't you you know you can see the inside of of, of, a, of a studio in Sydney or you can just think about England but to realize that that we were out there talking to so many people who were so engaged and so interactive with us um, albeit in quite short ways sometimes yes <laughs> um, that to me counted for a lot and I think the quality of the cricket also did justice to that 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 fact as well. So it was a surprise in some ways 
for us to do it, and yet we got that massive listenership. And if you look at that tournament, there was, of course, the the tide test, uh, the tide um, match between Ireland and uh, maybe Ireland, <laughs> Indian Indian Afghanistan. Afghanistan. There was a phenomenal final where where. Bangladesh had it in their grasp, and then somehow seemed to implode, and uh, just couldn't 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 quite get over the line, could they? I mean, honourable mentions, I think, for uh, Hong Kong, even who ran India close enough. Oh, in the first game they yeah, played, I think, absolutely. in the tournament, yeah. And, you know, and 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 Pakistan, who won a couple but didn't quite quite get th get through. I suppose the probably only Sri Lanka is the one where you go, oh, oh dear, why bother? But generally, as a tournament, um, I thought it was terrific for us. It was. More than more than terrific because it, it gave us so many listeners and the quality of cricket was was fantastic and it was at a reasonable hour of the day. Uh, well, Most <laughs> importantly, I think we have to say that that was well, that, that was that was certainly what got it on my well side. We started the year the, during all nighters, didn't we? So. We did, we did. <laughs> well, you know, my, my, as I say, my body clock is completely gone and will probably never be uh, found again. But it was it was a it was a fine tournament in the end. Uh, we, we were looking for that really great game and I think we got it in those last two really in the Afghanistan India game and the uh, the Bangladesh final um, so yes it was and, and it is kind of gratifying to know that there are more people out there listening to you and, in, and, and interacting with you which is uh, you know from our point of view as a guerrilla uh, point of view it's a great well, thing we're all together for this common binding single principle we love cricket the cricket crowd the we're cricket crowd we're talking about crowd, an enormous crowd but <laughs> well <laughs> in many different ways a million odd is, is enormous <laughs> pretty, enough pretty big how crowd. many close friends yeah. you've got Hendo, but I don't quite make <laughs> I can't quite invite a million round no <laughs> it's a decent size it's a decent it's size it's a decent size anyway moving on to uh, uh, one or two of Tim's uh, choices for this season and I suppose it's kind of inevitable apart uh, we, we talked in the first um of these uh, chats about Alistair Cook and his uh, 100 and his final appearance. Um, record making in one sense, but a another record breaker or record maker we had was, um, was uh, this man. In to bowl to Shami, in bowls and he's yeah! knocked it over! I win the money. Anderson is the most successful seam bowler in the history of the world. Hendo's got his wish. <laughs> yeah, the 564th wicket for Jimmy Anderson. What a moment that was. Absolutely. So, uh, look, uh, this uh, uh, it was a toss-up for me between this and, and Cook, but I chose Jimmy for, for two reasons. I mean, they, they come as a pair, really. That's a, a bog-off, a buy-one-get-one-free choice, this. Um, I mean, neither could have done what they have achieved in cricket without the other one being present, I would argue. Um, and uh, you know, for Cook's final test, it was, it was a nice send-off. But I think Jimmy's trumped it for me by being, uh, a, you know, a moment of achieving true greatness where Alistair Cook had you know, probably achieved that um, already. Um, so that's one reason. There, there's two other reasons. One, I think Jimmy's been vastly underappreciated throughout his career. Um, although, you know, he's the Australians give him the terrible nickname of underrated. And it's, it's so bad, it's not even funny. That nickname, but you know, I think that just shows how much they, you know, deep down fear him. And yeah, you know, he's had a difficult, he had a difficult start to Test cricket. He was, he was in and out. Um, uh, but he's, you know, he's. Uh, and on a personal note, this is the, the third reason. He's, he's only a couple of months younger than than I am. Um, so I've, you know, tracked my adult life throughout via cricket throughout his progression. Ah, okay. And you know, from from you know these uncertain beginnings, he's 
he's you know become the the greatest well the the, the highest wicket taking uh, test bowler in the world you know you get the sense that McGrath and Murley were sort of in, inevitable in in terms of their 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 uh, milestones but yeah, I get the sense that Anderson's really had to work at mm. it there's always been that scintilla of uh, of doubt mm. um and he's had to really put in the hard yards he's had some terrible haircuts as well <laughs> I, uh, when I, in the days when I had hair I had some pretty bad haircuts did, as well. did your haircuts follow the uh, the same um path as Jimmy Anderson's then, uh, is that what you're well, saying? Well, there, was, there was a lot of product early on in, in the... No, I've never gone the full thing, but I have dyed no. it at various things. Mohican but, um, or uh, nothing like that? Uh, no, uh, there lots of barnets. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, my hair quit. I didn't go bald, my hair quit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm full of admiration for him, and I think it's he's, he's had to work really hard at it and constantly battle the doubters. As a, as a sense that there's admiration for his longevity, in a way. Absolutely. I mean, I... I, I it's it's hard to go on this long, especially as a bowler, for mm. the stresses you put through your body, um, and and in in a game where you're now well, he's not playing three formats, but you know it's it's harder and harder to last as long as you do when fitness levels are going up and you're assessed on fielding as well. You know he's a great fielder, but um, yeah, I'm f- just full of admiration for him. And very delighted when he when he achieves the milestone. Yeah, and I mean, I certainly think um, amongst swing bowlers, he's got to be up there among the best, hasn't he? I mean, you, you, you wouldn't take someone like Glenn McGrath as a, as a swing bowler. He's a no. more of a seaman, yeah. uh, you know, constantly on the mark, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I admire his craftsmanship as well. It's, you know, more than just a plucking it, boring it off stump all the time. He's, he really is a master of his art, and he sort of combines this hard graft and this, this artistry at, at the same time. I wonder whether you feel that he's, he's now picking up wickets that he was due earlier in his career. Do you, do you think that's, that's the case? But he's certainly more adaptable, mm. I think. And, you know, even for, you know, well, Sri Lanka's probably a bad example because he took one wicket, I think, for 115 or something. Having Holiday glorified, <laughs> glorified spin. But, but he's also found a way to bowl on, on tougher wickets that are less mm. conducive to spin bowling. So just to say he's a spin bowl, a swing bowler is... is 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 too narrow mm. you know he has he has all the tricks up his sleeve and the ability to move the ball off the pitch and vary his pace and yeah it, it, and and even in australia i mean he managed mm. to get himself some some wickets at not overly expensive rates as mm. i recall mm. so mm. Him, yeah he uh is there's more to him than just swing do you think he's one way. of those people who will struggle without cricket i mean i'm wondering how long he can go on obviously you look okay he's not gonna be playing in the world cup but you look ahead to the ashes obviously that's got to mm. be an enormous uh, target for him but beyond that um, I think England go to New Zealand and South Africa next winter. Is, do you think he's going to go? Do you think the Ashes could be his uh, swan song? Tim, do you want to take that? Mm, potentially. I mean, part of it is uh, a, a lot of people retire when they see someone coming through. You know, take take NASA after mm. near well running Strauss out. Yes. You know, you thought, okay, actually, this is a bit rubbish. I'd probably mm. better retire. So you know, uh, d- does uh, Jimmy? You know, he's the ultimate team player I think and does he want to he's put in the done a lot of the bowling that a lot of the other great bowlers wouldn't have done over the years um, so I think if he sees someone knocking at the door he'll gracefully step aside uh, but I don't really see anyone doing that for England mm. currently Curran perhaps <laughs> Sam Curran yeah yeah I think he's uh, I think that it's kind of an apprentice thing yeah maybe, maybe he'll see that through and then get all Star Wars and Jedi and pass some you know, lightsabers along or something. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he'll struggle without cricket. I mean, I think he's... Um, I don't know whether he'd go into media or something I think else. he will, Wendy. I, he's, yeah, he's, I think he's, he's already feathering he's, that He's net. definitely... Yeah. Do, and, and he's actually quite good, I think. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, does, he, does, he does. Yeah, him, him and Swan did all the... Uh, 
the, the social media stuff on tour. I think that was his main job in in Sri Lanka, wasn't yeah. it? Rather than actually playing any cricket, <laughs> so, you know, chief chief cricket um, communications officer. Um, yeah, but I, I think he'll do fine. He seems a fairly level-headed guy. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, your final choice um, of the year is, mm. is a, again, a little bit left field, a little bit offbeat. It's uh, just an instant, and there must have been many instants, uh, incidents and instant instances in uh, the IPL oh, that yes. you could pick up. But you've uh, picked out one in particular. I would like to say that we were going to play the jingle for this man, but unfortunately it hasn't been loaded to the cart. Uh, we've uh, failed to do that. Um, but tell us about this this, this moment and, and why it was uh, significant for so you. So this is um, Trent Bolt's amazing catch uh, for Delhi Daredevils when they're playing in the 19th match uh, apparently 19th the eh? 19th fantastic the 19th match on <laughs> April the 21st 2018 note it in your diaries listeners um uh, he did an outstanding catch uh off um to get Virat Kohli out um so I was commenting uh, uh commentating on this at the time and it, you know as, a, as someone who's been new to Grid over the past year it really is the, the standout moment for me personally in terms of commentating it's just so unexpected I think it says more about you know the way cricket's going at the moment um for it to expand its boundaries, it's got to have these kind of, you know, for want of a better word, viral moments that can travel the world in in, in a minute. Um, and uh, it was it was just astounding. For if listeners don't remember uh, what it was, um, so uh, Harshal Patel bowled a rank, disgusting leg side full toss on the knee pads. Virat, you know, whipped it away as is his wont, imperiously, only to find Trent Bolt, who'd initially gone the wrong way to his left on the boundary at about square leg, come back to the right, leap up one-handed, take it behind himself, pirouette in the air, land close to the boundary and prop himself up like a like some kind of yoga housewife um, uh, over the boundary so he didn't touch it and stood up, just held the ball aloft and in his little small mouth did a lovely little small smile. I was going to say... <laughs> It wouldn't be a broad smile, would it? Because no, there's only a tiny no, mouth. Thankfully, he's got bigger hands than he does mouth, so yes. we could catch it. But it, it, just in terms of the sheer athleticism, and I, I find it hard to follow IPL best of I, I love mm. watching it. I love commentating on it, but I, ju I ju can't physically get the capacity in my brain to track what's going on two games a day, day to day. It is hard, isn't it? it I, is I, I totally agree with you. That, that, that is probably one of the so problems it, that I have with all T20 cricket, to exactly. a certain extent. It's yeah. an anchoring point for me as a, as a commentating point, and just as you know, showing how important how cricket's evolving to be this, you know, even more elite sport, and that's what's going to make it a success around the world. Um, you know, it's this kind of thing that, that we want to see more of. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you to you guys uh, for being with me here today, giving me your uh, uh, looking back at the uh, what's happened in this incredibly, it's an incredibly packed year that we've had, it's hasn't been it? Bloody busy, it hasn't it? Yeah. It's uh, we seem to have been in this little room a lot, <laughs> a well, lot. We've also been out to play. We've been out bit. once or twice. Yeah. We've been allowed yeah. out for good been, behaviour, yeah, haven't we? we? Have just just once or twice it's happened, and it's and it's been it's been quite nice. Uh, to do. Um, I should remind you that um, at the end of this uh, broadcast you will find another contribution from one of our commentator stroke tweeters uh, Chris1209 has kindly sent us two minutes of his wisdom uh, that you will see but until we meet again for the third part of the Gorilla Cricket Review of the yeah, third part, would you believe it it's incredible, uh, it's goodbye from Tim and it's goodbye from Tony goodbye and thank goodbye. you, yeah. thank you very and much, remember a gorilla is not just for Christmas, it's for life. Hello, everyone. It's been a bit of a funny year of Test Cricket. Um, everything's happened, not much has happened. Um, England are England. Australia are funny. 
India are quite good. Virat Kohli's very good. Uh, New Zealand have, have uh, more or less not existed. Bangladesh have, have won two games by an innings in the last few months, um, but basically been in Bangladesh. Um, a lot's happened, but nothing's changed except praise the cricketing gods. Australia, Australia have just imploded. Just as a as a nation, as a as a as a team, as as a setup, they've started writing things like elite uh, elite sportsmanship, elite matesmanship, elite elite nonsense. Australia are bad, and it's hilarious, and they don't have their best players because of a moral panic that they made up themselves, of their own making, of their own media's blowing out of proportion. It's been delightful. Australians cry and cry and cry. I'll see you back in Gorilla Cricket soon. Gorilla Cricket. Revolutionary. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.